Welcome to the EchoCast, episode 73, a few days late this time, but I will explain why. I am Von Diesel, I play Division, Division 2, and I am overly involved, probably. That said, I love the game, I love talking about it, talking about the community, and speculating about things coming in the future, and if you are in the same boat, then this is the podcast for you. Okay, so today we do not have a state of the game recap. State of the game is delayed for at least this week. I imagine probably another week or two as well. Uh, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the ETF announcement and some stuff around that, uh, and then I'm going to tell you about uh, how my about my baby. Uh, this episode is called Baby Diesel Arrives, and if you have paid attention to my content for a while, you will know that I, uh, my my wife and I were expecting a, a child. And uh, she has uh, graced us with her presence. So uh, we'll be talking about that. I'll, I'll announce that uh, so that you don't uh, feel obligated to listen. I understand. Um, I very well may get a little emotional. Uh, I may, uh, but I'm excited to talk about it. And I'm excited to do this kind of a podcast. Uh, and then we can you know, move on and get back to the regular topics. First, if you would like to support this podcast and my other content, please check out patreon.com slash theechocast. Thank you to Jose, Luis, Jimmy, Mike, November, Hassan, Tim, Jim, and Ozzy for helping out uh, with support and with, you know, I appreciate it. My patrons are great. You guys are awesome. I'm actually one patron away from doing weekly updates only for people on there. A little video, you know, probably selfie videos where I'll talk about what's going on. Um, and what I expect, and maybe some hot takes about some stuff. So if we get one more, I'll get those started up. Maybe you'll even get some baby videos. If you are a current or new patron, please let me know if you'd like to receive some free stickers in the mail and uh, your Twitch name so I can make you a VIP on there. All right, so this is typically the state of the game recap spot. No state of the game this week, which I would not have been catching anyways because I was at a hospital <laughs> waiting for my bundle of joy to arrive. So no worries about state of the game. I, I know that I assume part of the reason they were delaying those was because um, a lot of people are on vacation at Massive right now, uh, especially in Sweden. Um I don't know about the other studios, Red Storm and stuff like that, but um, I have a feeling they're going to come back in the next week or two, and it's going to be the big title update six stay of the game. Uh, it, it Maybe an idea of what's coming, uh, maybe even some interviews with Red Storm um, and, and even uh, with like uh, uh, Bruce or Rasmus or I can't. It's been a crazy week, so I can't remember who's in charge of the RNG and loot and all that stuff, but. I suspect we'll be talking about PvP and loot when they get back. So, until then, let's move on to some gaming news, some Division 2 news specifically. Uh, ETF signups were announced. So, I highly suggest going to uh, the, the Division uh, webpage, going to the Division uh, Twitter, and so on and so forth if you want to. Uh, get uh, the info there is a link I believe it's probably uh, some kind of form filler outer 
um, that lets you uh, put in your stuff. Now, the biggest thing is uh, they've been very, very clear. If you're going to sign up for the ETF, you need to make sure you have a passport. Apparently, there's been multiple times before where people have signed up and been selected uh, only to be uh, denied because they can't go there. They can't travel. So if you're a, if you're American, uh, a lot of people don't realize in the United States, I think a lot of people don't have um, passports because this is such a big country that you can travel from one side of the States to the other and be basically in a different country. Uh, so you'll find a lot of people here in the U S don't have passports. Uh, so if you want to do this and you sign up, you better have one because um, there's no guarantee you'll have your passport by the time you need it to go. And we don't want to waste a spot on someone who can't even show up. Uh, so with that said, what I will talk about is um, kind of what I hope for the ETF. So my hope for the ETF is going to sound probably kind of dickish if I have to be totally honest. Um, I hope, and, and I don't mean this as an attack on anyone because it's not, but I hope that when we find out, uh, sorry about that little notification. Um, I hope that when we find out who's going, if we find out, you know, the people have to announce themselves. Um, the devs don't say who's going They let the people decide if they want to go public. I hope I don't recognize a single name. Honestly, um, I see the value in having streamers and personalities in the community and um, content creators and stuff go. Um, in theory, they can um, they can hear from their audience. They can you know hear people can tell them what they want to see or hear, and they they can get some of that input. and And I understand why that may seem valuable. Um, unfortunately, what I think I've noticed in in the past with um, ETF Alpha, Bravo, and Charlie, uh, this this new TF is going to be ETF Echo. Um, what, what I found before is unfortunately it seems like, um, and this isn't universal. There's obviously been a bunch of great people who have gone before. Uh, some of them were creators and, and had, you know, were known a lot of them weren't. Um, and unfortunately what I think happens a little bit is that there's people who go and, um, maybe have ulterior motives, right? Um, I would like people to go who uh, want the game to be better, not just for themselves, but for the entire player base. Um, I think that there's some pretty clear examples of people who went, um, who maybe didn't even care if the game was really better in general, um, but were just hoping the game would be easier to watch on their Twitch streams, or it's, so it'd be easier to make videos for the for the for the game for their own personal gain. Um, that's not everyone. Again, obviously, there's multiple people. There's many people who have been ETF who I don't even know who they are. Uh, there's been, I know of a few people who aren't creators in any way, shape or form. Um, and even some of the people who are creators were, you know, very valuable to that process. But I just, I really think that I really hope that people are picked and people go who really care about actually making the game better and not just being able to make a bunch of hype videos, um, who aren't just going to be able to further their own careers, um, who are trying to to do to go for the right reasons and not maybe less than right ones so that's what i really hope now on top of that obviously i hope that they you know i hope the etf covers all kinds of great stuff um 
I, I think that there's a lot of people I've seen a lot of talk about, you know, kind of naming some of the usual suspects that they want to go to fix PVP and to fix loot and RNG. What I think people need to realize is that they, um, I'm not sure if there's a cutoff date. Let's see. Okay. So it's going to be from September 4th to the 6th. Um, and it looks like some people will be brought in on the third, uh, and then they'll go home on the seventh. Um, so that is, uh, a couple weeks away. So, uh, today I'm recording this on a Sunday. Um, so that's in about two weeks. Um, so the thing I think people need to realize is that there's some general assumption and some reason to believe that the next, um, title update, title update six will be loot RNG and PVP based. So my guess is that they've been working on the PVP part of this at Redstorm for a long time. If you haven't noticed, Redstorm has basically been radio silent um, for quite a while. Uh, I believe it's been a couple of months. Um, and then the loot side of things, I assume the people working on that were probably taking their summer vacation. And um, I assume there's, there were still people working on it while they were gone. Um, and that they're getting back now and they're going to keep working on it. Um, my thing is that I assume most of the changes that are going to happen for title update six are probably going to be implemented and maybe even PTS tested before or during or extremely shortly after this ETF. And so what I think people need to keep in mind is that probably means that the ETF is going to, um, not be too focused on that. Um, if the PTS is coming out after or even during, I wouldn't be surprised at all. If they will, if, if if they will, you know, be looking at that, but from the previous ETFs and getting to talk to the people who were at the previous ones, um, I'm under the impression that there's a pretty good chance that this ETF, this ETF Echo, is going to be. Um, they're going to be talking about things as far as episode two, um, any title updates after episode two, episode three, and even potentially year two stuff. I imagine. Um, that may be fairly vague. They may not go super deep into it, but these people are going to be under extremely strict NDAs. And um, my guess, uh, or, or you know, maybe some whispers in the streets, are that in previous ETFs, they've gone pretty deep, and pretty far forward. And um, where people think if an ETF happens right before a patch, the ETF is for that patch. My knowledge or my guess is that that's not the case. And my guess is that these people are going to be dealing with content way in the future, which is why I don't want it to just, you know, that these people are asking for this whole ETF to be, you know, the quote unquote top PVP streamers and creators, which is its own kind of joke in my opinion, because there's not really anyone who's really that big who does those things. Um, you know, which they don't have to be to matter, but you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so my my expectations, I think everyone else's should be that we should really want maybe some people who really just want the game to be better, not for personal reasons, and that we should expect that they won't be dealing with content that we're probably seeing anytime soon. I suspect they'll be seeing content that's way in the future, um, or at least somewhat in the future. My encouragement is that uh, if you're able to go, um, you, you should apply if you want to go. And... You know, if, if you really just really enjoy the game, if you enjoy all aspects of the game, if you would like the PvP to be better, but you also want to see some more refinement in the PvE, you want to see some new modes, some, 
you know, if you if you want to talk about, you know, returning survival and the underground and stuff like that. Like if you really care about the game and you're able to go for for all that's good, you know, if you're not if you don't have a Twitter, if you don't stream, if you don't make YouTube videos, if no one's ever heard of you in the community, don't let that hold you back from applying. I highly, highly suggest you still go for it. Because what I would like to see is, sure, maybe have a few known people there to give that perspective. But I would love to see some people there who aren't even on Twitter or aren't involved in the community as much, or at least not in the overall community. But they have like a thousand hours already in the game. And maybe they enjoy other games like Destiny or, you know, maybe they enjoy more serious PvP games um, that are, you know, PUBG and some of the, you know, some of the Battle Royales or, or even games like, you know, the old Halo games or... Um, you know, Call of Duty and Counter-Strike and stuff like that. Like, if you enjoy, like, more competitive PvP games and you want to give that perspective and division, I would love to hear that. Uh, I would love to see people go there and get that opportunity. Um, I don't want to see just a list of a bunch of streamers that we all know and um, who already have a platform. On that note, um, I won't be applying. Uh, there's multiple reasons. One, I really don't believe I'd probably be that good in that situation. Um, two you know, as I will be covering soon, I just had a baby or well, my wife did. And I watched, <laughs> um, I don't have a passport and I really just have no desire to go through that process right now, even though it's not really that bad. Um, and I don't think I would, I wouldn't have it in time anyways. Um, and I have an existing platform. Um, you know, I'm not humble bragging here, but you know, there's multiple devs that if I have an idea or a complaint or a thought, I can message them or I can email them and they will probably respond doesn't mean I'll have any influence. I think I have zero influence actually, which I'm mostly cool with, but I just, I can be heard already, even if it's not received well. Like I know if I have a thought or a complaint or something, people will hear it. And that's why I really don't want to just see a list of a bunch of streamers there. I'm sure I don't get access to content way before to give my opinion on it. And that's fine. I just, I think it's I think it would just be good if people who don't have a way to be heard currently but maybe have some good stuff to say um would get that opportunity. So there's that. Let's jump into a mid-roll and then we'll talk about a baby. If that's all you wanted to hear, thank you so much for hanging out. Uh we'll have about 60 seconds of ads and then we'll talk about some baby time. Okay, so Baby Diesel's arrival. So I kind of have this broken down into a few different sections of, you know, how uh, we found out that this was going to happen. Uh, <laughs> we found out that she was coming, and then, um, and and then uh, talking about the actual event, and then where we stand today and where we're going in the future. So, so if you haven't paid attention, um, uh, let's see. I didn't start streaming until after I got married, but um, I did get kind of get involved in the community a few months before I got married in 2016. Um, we moved it, we moved in together, and then uh, that following summer in, in 2017, I believe, was when I started getting. I got on Twitter, I got on Twitch, I started getting more involved, um, and it's kind of been a blur since then. Um, so so we got married in 16 uh, december of 16 we were planning on waiting four or five years to have kids uh if you're looking at the calendar right now you'll know that that did not happen uh not entirely planned but not entirely unwelcome you know it's all good 
Um, but what was interesting is uh, in, at the end of 2018, uh, late, you know, right before Christmas, basically, um, Bay Diesel uh, called me into the bathroom and said, well, this is the thing, and held up a, uh, a birth control, or a birth control, a, um, a pregnancy test uh, that was positive, that was saying, yes, you are pregnant. And then I looked down and she had like three more. <laughs> and... Um, and so apparently over a couple of days, she had taken a few of these before she told me because she wanted to be sure because those things aren't always accurate. And I think she was kind of dealing with it herself. So then kicked off a, a secret mission is what I called it, where we would, you know, obviously hold off on telling people for a while. Um, she still, we still need to go to the doctor and confirm that it was really a thing. Um, in, in, in her family, there had been losses of, of pregnancies in the past. So we knew that, you know, we we're only probably a few weeks in and there was no guarantee this was going to happen. Um, so we were trying to be realistic. Uh, honestly, we were probably not accepting it entirely. I think we were both kind of freaking out because this definitely wasn't something we were looking for yet. <laughs> um, I went through a weird phase and I felt I still to this day feel really selfish about it. I felt super guilty. Um, if you've been involved in the stream or even my Twitter a little bit, you'll know that um, I talk about Bay Diesel a lot, which is why I call my wife. I don't like to use her real name or anything because she doesn't, you know, she's not involved in this stuff and I prefer to keep her out of it for the most part, but she does like being a little bit involved and she's part of my life and I like to talk about her. Um, so if you've heard me talk about her before, you know that she plays uh, volleyball and she plays it pretty seriously, uh, specifically some beach volleyball. So about five or six years ago, uh, not long after we got together, we've been together nine years currently, almost 10, uh, we started playing beach volleyball because some of our friends did. And we came to find that in the area where we live, there's a bunch of indoor beach volleyball um, and outdoor in the summers. Uh, and it's pretty serious. There's some people from this area who have gone on to play professionally uh, and even internationally and even in the Olympics. So it's it's a until you find out about it, you actually don't realize it's that big of a deal. And then you find out about it and you realize it's freaking everywhere. And I live in the Midwest where it's very cold in the winters and very wet in the summers. So it's not just a California thing. It, you'd be surprised. It's even in Chicago. So for me, um, Bay Diesel had gotten to a point where she was essentially playing um, uh, amateur semi-professional uh, and got to the point where she actually, uh, over a whole season, um, had won a nationwide uh Contests. She had won enough tournaments to be one of, if not the best in her category, which was a couple of levels down from being fully professional. And her goal was to continue moving up and maybe even get to play in some professional events, which is known as the AVP. Um, you'll see it on the TV sometimes on ESPN and Fox Sports, I think. Uh, they, it's mostly on Amazon Prime now uh, is, a, is the best place to watch. But uh, her goal was to go there and play. She knew she isn't going to go to the Olympics or anything, but um, she also is really good. Uh, if, you, if you've never heard me talk about us, uh, I am about five foot ten and pretty pudgy, uh, so I'm very average at best for male height. Uh, and when it comes to the volleyball and when we play, I am short. I am very short up there. I would say the average person who plays, who I play with or against, is between six foot and six five or so. So um, I hold my own pretty well. I'm a decent player, um, but I'm pretty limited by being short, shorter than them. Uh, on the other hand, Bay Diesel is about six foot tall, so she's extremely good. Um, and she 
uh, has done very well and she really enjoys it. It's probably her most favorite thing to do. Uh, so I went through some really rough uh, self-indulgent guilt when we found out she was pregnant because the, in 2019, her goal was to step up to the next level, the one, one below the professional, and to try to win that and try to earn her way into the professional to get to go play. And so obviously when we find out she's pregnant, that she uh, was able to keep playing. She actually played for quite a while, um, but had to quit, you know, well before she could earn any points to move up. And um, I felt pretty awful about it. I felt like I had kind of ruined her plans. Um, you know, the excitement of the baby hadn't really hit yet. It was more of the terror of it. And that's kind of where, you know, I was at that point. You know, I want kids. I've always wanted kids. Um, I, I We have like 20 nieces and nephews. That's overestimating, but it feels right. I, I've been around all of them since they were babies or before. And so I've gotten to watch them grow up and I knew that's what I wanted one day, probably in a few more years. And uh, so this was a, a bit of a shock. And um, while there was definitely excitement in there, there was a lot of um, fear and, and, and um, I don't want to say disappointment because I was excited, but I was disappointed that I knew my life was going to change. And it wasn't just going to change a little bit and it wasn't just going to change for a little while. Um, it was going to change a lot and it was going to change forever. Uh, so then we went and we found, you know, we confirmed everything. We, you know, over the weeks and months, we found out everything was good. Uh, she was perfectly healthy. Bay Diesel was in great shape. Uh, the baby was developing perfectly. No problems, no issues. Uh, during this time, obviously, if you follow me, you know that um, this was leading up to the March 15th release of Division 2. Uh, so in February, I went out to San Francisco. She was a bit hesitant, but knew that, you know, it was still early in the pregnancy and um, she, you know, didn't need me there. So she was happy to let me go for a couple of days. So I went out to San Francisco. Uh, that was when they revealed to us details about the Endgame uh, Black Tusk. Up to this point, we hadn't heard anything about an Endgame faction yet, um, and and some other stuff in the game, uh, invaded missions and stuff like that. So that was awesome. If you look at my YouTube, it's just Bond Diesel on YouTube.com. You'll see some of my old videos that were relatively popular at the time um, to basically just gameplay videos and some thoughts before and after. Um, and and honestly, things really didn't change that much uh, for months, for many months, really. Up until towards the end of the pregnancy, things really didn't feel that different. You know, she was still, she stayed very healthy through the whole pregnancy. She was able to be completely independent. The last couple of weeks, she's been, you know, it was a little tougher on her to be as active. and um, But for the most part, you know, it was a knock on wood, easy pregnancy, and it ended up being one. Um, so that leads to, I would say, let's, let's go back to Monday. We'll say uh, Monday the, the 12th of this month, August. So what actually happened a few days before, we went to the doctor, and uh, her due date was the 11th. Um, and so this was the 8th or 9th, and the 8th or 9th, and the doctor said, hey, you know, if you want to induce next week, you can. Uh, it's normal for first-time mothers to need that. If you want to induce the following week, that's fine as well, but they don't like them to go past 42, 42 weeks. So we decided, oh, let's just do it on the 12th. Let's go for it. Um, so, then, so then the weekend happens, and we, uh, our stress levels, anxiety levels are through the freaking roof. Uh, I go to work on Monday, uh, and I come home. And she's a bit distraught and has decided, hey, 
you know, she's healthy, baby's healthy. There's no reason to induce. Doesn't make sense. If you're already a parent, you're, you understand what I'm talking about. If you're not inducing means that they basically make the baby, um, they, they, they force the delivery to begin of the baby. Uh, so we canceled it. She called, she called her doctor, discussed it. She, they agreed that it wasn't necessary, that it was just more of a convenience. Uh, so we canceled. Um, and then Monday night, Tuesday morning, uh, Bay Diesel, uh, is not feeling great. Um, she, uh, she's hurting her belly hurts. She, you know, is feeling a little nauseous, not feeling very hot. And we look up symptoms where, you know, we're talking to her, her sisters have had kids and we've concluded, Oh, she's having Braxton Hicks contractions, uh, pretty normal at this point. She'd had them before in the pregnancy, very little, but she's had them. We're basically it's fake contractions. It's, it's faking that the baby's coming, right? So, you know, uh, that, that, that Tuesday, she's feeling okay. This is the 13th now. She's not feeling great, but she's still having these Braxton Hicks, you know, but this isn't a sign that the pregnancy is coming. Uh, if anything, we're kind of laughing that, oh, glad we, you know, we were going to get induced last night, but glad we didn't. So, uh, then, uh, w uh, Wednesday. So I go to work on Tuesday, come back. She's okay. She's not feeling amazing, but she's feeling okay. We go to bed, uh, Tuesday night. Uh, well, I do. She doesn't get much sleep. And uh, Wednesday, <laughs> we I wake up and she's not doing too well. She's getting sick. She's uh, the Braxton Hicks are killing her. Um, they're 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 intensifying, um, which you know in hindsight, you know we'll talk about that. And um, she's you know not doing too well. And so I don't go to work. I hang out with her for a few hours. We try to contact her doctors and we don't have any luck. And so it comes around 11 o'clock and we say, Hey, let's just go to the hospital. And if they, you know, if, if, if it's just Braxton Hicks and you're dehydrated, you know, they'll fill you up with fluids and we'll come back home and we'll wait for this baby to come. So we go, she's struggling pretty good. We throw everything in the car just in case the house was ready for the baby anyways. Um, but you know, we're not really anticipating anything happening. So we, we drive, she, we get to the hospital we struggle in, we get her to the triage unit, which is where they, they kind of figure out where you're at with your pregnancy and whether or not they need to keep you. And they inspect her, they check her out, and we find out that, um, so when you're, uh, when the baby's coming, um, I'm gonna give you a little health lesson here. Uh, the, the, the cervix, the, 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 the opening for the baby to come out, uh, dilates, it opens up. And when it's at different uh, amounts of opening up is you're kind of telling it, you know, where you're at in the pregnant or where you're at in the delivery. So if it's open like a centimeter or two, that means things are getting started, but may not happen for another week or two. Um, if it's opening up to, you know, five, six, you know, things are happening things are coming. And once it hits 10, that means that they're, the, the labor is about to go. The, the baby's about to come out. Uh, and that's the point where, where women start pushing. So in case you didn't know, women don't push for like 24 hours. They push for, you know, 30 minutes, an hour, maybe a couple hours if things aren't going too well. Um, but that happens after they hit 10. So, so we get to the hospital, they take her to the triage unit, they get her on some fluids to get her feeling a little bit better. And they check to see how far along she is. Uh, you're supposed to go to the hospital at two or three, um, she was at seven out of 10, we find out. So then hindsight kicks us in the face and says, uh, by the way, uh, you've probably been starting to deliver this baby since probably uh, Tuesday morning. 
and uh and most people are at the hospital by two or three, and she had gone more than double that so um so things are happening um we 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 they get us set up everything's fine we get to we go to the hospital room where she's gonna have the baby and uh long story short, I won't go into too many details just because it's not really necessary but um within about six hours, our baby was born. Uh, she was super duper healthy. Uh, nothing was wrong. She was incredible. And just because make sure I'm not foreboding, you know, so I'm not hinting anything and she still is today. She's doing amazing. Uh, but she comes out. I see my baby for the first time. I freak out. My eyes are tearing up. I'm as happy as I can be. I'm looking at my wife. She's the most badass person that's ever existed on earth. And, um, and there's that. So, you know, the birth went pretty well, you know, Bay Diesel, you know, had some issues, but she's going to be perfectly fine. And, uh, and then they, uh, after a couple hours, they move us to our first to our room that we're going to be in until we leave. Uh, so they typically keep first time moms a couple nights to make sure everything's going. Okay. They have to make sure she's fine. They have to make sure baby's fine. Some things can crop up, you know, a day or two after the birth. Uh, so the first night, uh, goes really well. Um, I've never really dealt with babies before, so I'm pretty horrified. I'm hiding and letting the nurses do all the changes and everything because I don't want to touch that droopy headed baby. I'm afraid I'll hurt her. But for the most part, the first night, the baby slept most of the night. Um, you know, obviously she's exhausted from coming out. Bay Diesel did not get much sleep, maybe an hour or two. I was in the same boat. Uh, then this, the, the first day, the first whole day where there comes, this is Thursday. Um, and it's just all day in and out doctors and billing people and insurance people and this and that and the other. It's just chaos all day. Uh, some family comes through, um, comes and sees the baby, brings us some food, comes and hangs out, takes the pressure off of us a bit. Um, and then, uh, the second night comes, we'll see this first night we got cocky. She slept most of the, the baby slept most of the time. It was pretty easy, nothing too crazy. And then the second night comes, this is Thursday night, Friday morning. And she screamed bloody murder for hours. And it was awful. <laughs> it was a nightmare. If you pay attention to my Twitter, you'll see this tweet where I say last night was nightmare. And I posted a super cute picture of her in the morning of the baby. Um, that was rough. And, and in hindsight, what we realized is um, that she wasn't getting any milk in uh, that uh, the, the hospitals. And this is a whole different rant I won't bother with. Hospitals nowadays try to go for this certification of being a good baby hospital. And what that means is that they basically discourage use of formula and encourage breastfeeding. So if you, so they basically make you breastfeed and, <laughs> uh, and, and to say the least, um, and, and are, and are not real big on pushing formula, even if the baby hasn't eaten in hours. So basically we say that we need formula and we force them to give it to us. We feed the baby. She calms down Friday morning. And we realize, you know, that that's a thing. So then uh, on Friday, uh, they do some more stuff. Some more doctors come, uh, pediatrician checks her out. Everything's good to go. You know, Bay Diesel's doing good. Um, she's fine. She's recovering well and we're allowed to go home. So we load her up, we bring her home and then we walk in and we put her down and we just kind of look at each other and we realize that we left as two people and now we're three <laughs> and, uh, it's pretty eye-opening. Um, so the first night, you know, Monday night, uh, or Friday night was a little wild. Uh, Bay Diesel was crazy generous and basically told me to go upstairs uh, to our bedroom and sleep. 
And I thought she was going to give me a couple hours. And she ended up giving me six. I slept basically all night. Came down. She was a bit distraught. I told her to go <laughs> and sleep or do whatever she wanted because um, it was, you know, she had done more than her part. Uh, feeding was a bit rough the first couple days. Uh, I stand here now on Sunday, Sunday afternoon, um, and we've kind of figured everything out. A nurse has come to our house and checked the baby out and checked out Bay Diesel. Uh, she's good. Everything's good. Uh, we had a second night last night, Saturday night. Went extremely well. I stayed up about half the night, uh, and, and the little baby, baby Diesel slept all night. Um, and then Bay Diesel came and uh, relieved me, and I went up and slept the other half of the night, and she stayed up. And things went pretty well, you know. Uh, the big things, you know, we're we're feeding her, we're cleaning up her poops and her peas, and we're burping her and we're rubbing her belly so she'll fart <laughs> when she's not feeling too good. Uh, the toughest thing, so right now, is she cries. You try to feed her if she won't take food, uh, and you check her diaper and probably do it the other way around. Make sure she hasn't peed or pooped, uh, and then it gets weird because if all those things are fine and she just ate. It's probably gas. And for any parents, you're probably laughing right now and you're no, you're remembering when you figured all this stuff out yourself. If you aren't a parent yet, you know, I would say heed my advice, but you'll forget. And that's okay. You'll figure it out on your own. And then we stand and Bay Diesel told me to come up and record the podcast. So so that's what we're doing. Uh so now, you know, we're uh she knows that doing the podcast and the streaming and all that is really important to me. She's been highly encouraging. She actually wanted me to do this on like Friday. Um, but you know, I'm we're we're busy, we're figuring things out. But I was happy to do it now. And uh, you know, as we move into the future, you know, as we kind of figure out our schedules and get back to work and get back to doing things, you know, she's gonna get back to volleyball. I, I will as well. I'm gonna try to get back to the community and taking screenshots and making videos and doing podcasts and streams. Maybe not quite as often, but still doing them, staying involved, and uh, staying involved in the community. Where I'm sure a few people will be bummed about that. <laughs> I bet some people thought that this baby would be the end of my involvement, but you know, I this is my outlet, and it has been for a long time, and it will be in the future, and I'm I'm excited for that. So. You know, if you if you like what I do, it, I, you may not get as much of it, at least for the short term. Um, but I don't really plan on going anywhere. So, um, so there's that. So there's the story. Uh, and and that's gonna be the, that's gonna be the podcast. I I need to get off of here, finalize this, post it, and uh, get get back down to my baby. So, if you want to support the podcast or any of my other content, please check out uh, my Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/TheEchoCast. Like I said, if we get one more, I'll be doing weekly video updates, which will probably feature baby. Uh, if you're on iTunes, uh, please rate the podcast and leave a review. I, I, I read every one of them. Or, or if you're on another platform that allows you to lead, uh, leave reviews, I get those as well. I love I love reading them, um, and I and it helps me get noticed, to be totally honest. Uh, I am Bond Diesel on Twitch, where I, I'm going to try to start streaming again you know, a couple times a week. I'm also Bond Diesel on Twitter, where you can catch... Uh, you know, my thoughts and so on. Right now, you can see a bunch of baby pictures, and she's pretty adorable, if I'm not too biased. And that's all I have. So, until next time.